0: Thank you for joining Radio Maria England. We now present Feasts and Seasons, presented by Joanna Bogle. Hello, this is Auntie Joanna, Joanna Bogle, talking about feasts and seasons. And here we are in the season of Lent. It's all very well saying have a beautiful and fruitful Lent, but it can be rather dreary. And especially as the idea of fasting and so on can start by having an almost exciting sound. But actually, if we do it properly, well, it is meant to be a little bit dreary because it's meant to be a little bit difficult. We are meant to think about reparation for our own sins and also to think about the fact that we are in solidarity with other people. We're not Christians alone. Many people fast or undergo some form of penance when they don't really want to because they are in a situation where there isn't enough food, where they're being held in a prison, where they are living with some grave disability or illness that means they can't do half the things they would really like to do. So it's for our own good spiritually. It's to get close to God and to remember that our favourite cakes or the most fun we want to have are not the most important thing. And we do it as... Members of one another, members of the church, and in a real way, our fasting and prayer can help the life of the church, put something into the, as it were, spiritual bank. We might think this Lent of fasting and praying for some specific things. What about the Holy Father with his visit to Iraq coming up? We're thinking about that. Let's fast and pray that he is safe and that it is fruitful. It's worth thinking about the whole situation of our country. With the COVID virus? What about the children? What about children whose only connection with God might come through a Catholic school? What about families? And of course, for a lifting of the lockdown and better times to come, fasting and prayer, though, can really help with difficult situations. So let's use this Lent fruitfully in solidarity with one another. It's not just about me giving up chocolate and feeling a bit smug about it. It's about me repenting for my sins and putting something into the spiritual bank, as it were, of the church and, yes, doing something a bit extra. This is, I think, what makes Lent more, well, is fun, the word, but more interesting. What about things we only really do at this time of year, like Stations of the Cross? This year, with many churches being closed, We can still do it walking around ourselves. A little booklet will tell you all the 14 stations, but you can go into any church that is open and do the stations. Certainly for children this can be quite an awakening thing, walking from one to another, praying at each one. Jesus arraigned before Pilate and Pilate washing his hands. All that long trudge with the cross, falling three times. The terror of being stripped of his garments and nailed to a cross there are things that children find quite interesting to do the ritual of this kneeling standing kneeling for longer at the twelfth station where jesus dies on the cross teaching about the stations of the cross can be an enriching thing to do in lent and yes a bit more than just giving up chocolate it's adding something to the spiritual treasures of the church and to us Enriching our lives, helping us to understand what Christ really did for us. Listening to some glorious music, a passion, St Matthew passion or whatever, Bach, can be a wonderful experience in Lent. A feast for the mind and the heart, precisely when we're not uh, feasting with our tummies. Perhaps to listen to some glorious music, easily available now on the internet and so on, could be something we do this Lent. But I'm thinking about numbers. I'm thinking about what we think we know about lent and often don't know if you ask somebody how long is lent and they do happen to know they will probably tell you accurately that it's 40 days long and that is true and the number 40 is full oh full of scriptural connotations the israelites wandered for 40 years in the desert and christ not coincidentally spent 40 days in the desert communing with his father before beginning his public ministry So the whole idea of 40 is very important. But if you check on the calendar, you'll find that Lent seems longer than 40 days. That is because the Sundays don't count. Every Sunday is the day of the resurrection, the Lord's day. And so, strictly speaking, can never be part of Lent, which is a solemn time of penitence. So there's a discussion. Can we lift our Lenten penances during Sunday? Interesting point, and people are allowed to make up their own mind about that. Some families say, no, we go right through all the way, uh, Sundays included, and and some take a Sunday off. Mid-Lent Sunday, the traditional name is Laetare Sunday, from the Latin word for to rejoice, giving us the pretty girl's name, for example, Letitia. Lift up your hearts and rejoice, the church urges us on that day, and look at the opening Prayer for the mass, rejoice Jerusalem. And it talks about Jerusalem as a mother feeding her children from breast. That is partly why we honor it in Britain as Mothering Sunday. Well, more on that nearer the time, but it's connected too with motherhood, which we see all around us in the springtime. Birds laying eggs and the eggs, breaking with the little chicks coming out. Rabbits, baby bunnies being born new life everywhere, and motherhood. Mid-Lent Sunday is certainly a time for taking a break. Letare Sunday, one old name is Let Up Sunday, a nice corruption of Letare. What about the other numbers that we know about? Often people are asked to pray a novena from the Latin number nine. Did you know that the first novena, was that time of watching and prayer between our Lord's ascension into heaven and the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, what we celebrate as Whitsun. Nine days of prayer. Look it up in the scriptures. The apostles spent that time in prayer. So nine days of prayer is a very old tradition in the church, and hence a novena. Numbers are important. Twelve apostles The number 13 is sometimes thought unlucky, but for Christians it's long been regarded as lucky. Christ and the 12. Christ and the 12 apostles. 12 plus 1. When we look at numbers in the scriptures, they matter, and they often help us to remember important things. The seven days of creation, the seven sacraments, and we might think too of the seven corporal works of mercy and the seven spiritual works of mercy. Check them out in the Catholic Catechism of the Catholic Church, full of good things to remember during Lent. Although we don't want to learn our faith in a sort of parrot fashion, it is useful to remember things, and sometimes numbers can help us to do that. Lent is a good time for informing ourselves about the faith. If we don't know what the spiritual and corporal works of mercy are, Now's a good time to find out. If your children don't know how to list the seven sacraments, now is the right time just to have a brush up on memory. Baptism, Confirmation, the Holy Eucharist, Penance, Marriage, Ordination, the Anointing of the Sick. If we think about things as numbers, it does help us to remember, and perhaps, in fact definitely, That's why God, too, is interested in numbers. Remember, he invented them. So what about the Ten Commandments? Oh, I know them. Sure about that? Again, Lent is a time for remembering, looking things up, perhaps jotting them down. It doesn't have to be done in a very formal way. Sometimes the best family quizzes happen almost accidentally at the end of a meal or something. And don't be embarrassed about looking things up. The Catechism of the Catholic Church is a readable and most useful document. I got a paperback edition a long while ago and it's dog eared and much used. There's also a small compendium of the Catholic Catechism which is quite good on a quick answers thing. And children and grown ups too often ask questions and they want a quite quick one mouthful answer. When we look at the numbers of days, 40 days in Lent and so on, we remember too that. Our days are numbered. For the Christian, feasts and seasons have an importance. Every day we are one day nearer the day when we personally will meet God. And it will happen. That's the one thing that is certain. One day we will die and meet God. Every night when we go to bed, that's another day gone. When we pray morning and evening, we give thanks to God for the new day we give thanks to God for the day that has ended. We ask God's pardon for any sins committed during the day when we pray at night. It's another day gone. Now, understanding that time goes forward, it's not spiral, we won't be coming back here, there is no reincarnation, is very, very important to Christians. And our understanding of the calendar follows from this The idea that we walk with christ through the drama of his death and resurrection at the paschal easter season is important and we can reflect on our lives you see one day we too will die and meet god so in the season of lent the 40 days we can ponder this significance for christians time is not just a random thing it matters for god invented time And the idea of numbers being important because God invented numbers also matters. We can, we should, we must use our minds. That is why those who really ponder mathematics discover something too of the richness and wisdom that is in the very nature of what we can discover about our world. And hence, applied mathematics and science is very important that we understand that we can use our minds and that the christian tradition hence our great universities all founded by the catholic church oxford cambridge and so on delight in wisdom and in knowledge everything mathematics and music and the two incidentally often go together numbering things listing things and deeply pondering things are not separate categories they are all part of that great wisdom and knowledge which god wants us to explore He wanted us to reach out, even to get to the moon. And now already we're speaking of looking at other planets. The next nearest one is Mars. He wanted us to conquer the oceans of the world, traveling across them, encounters between peoples. We don't always get it right when we do these things. We use our wisdom for war and so on. But there is an exploration of the universe. That is all part of the wisdom of God that he wants us to know, for he made us in his image. And even our numbering of our days and our marking of our feasts and seasons is part of that. So for us, time is not random. And the seasons of the church's year ground us in that. Lent, Holy Week, Easter, the Ascension, Pentecost. And then the season of the church running all the way through our summer here in the Northern Hemisphere, right the way through to harvest time and harvest thanksgiving and the summer's ending, and we pray for the dead in November. And the whole calendar begins again with Sunday, first Sunday of Advent, Advent, the coming of the Lord, and so to Christmas, and round once again to the great drama of Christ that we're going to mark this Lent, this Easter. Teaching about this is important. We often think that young people and children in our Catholic schools and so on understand about the calendar, but honestly, they don't. To a lot of children, it's all a bit random. Easter is chocolate and bunnies. Pancake Day was, well, Pancake Day. We need to show how it fits together. Yet pancakes just the day before Ash Wednesday because we feasted before we were due to fast. Mardi Gras. The fat day, when you eat up all the fun of the good things and have fun, carnival, carni, vale, carni, meat, vale, goodbye. Carnival is before Lent and then the long solemnity of Lent. And then the break, leitare, mothering Sunday, take a break. And then the drama of Palm Sunday and then Holy Week and Good Friday and Easter when we look at the calendar, we shouldn't see it as something dead. We should see it as something that we can live in our feasting, and our fasting, in our recipes, songs, games. And because Christianity has a long, long history in our country, we can see how this is reflected in a lot of other things. Old sayings, nursery rhymes, pub signs, the names of towns and villages. It's very important that we see this because today as Catholics, we often think we're in a sort of isolated corner, a little huddle. Nobody else is quite like us. Well, we are the chosen race, the royal priesthood, as we're reminded. But we are not a little private club of people who cling to nutty old traditions. We're the people of God, and we welcome anyone and everyone. And our wonderful calendar is an opportunity to evangelise and to share. So, yes, it's okay to talk about Lent. It's okay even to make jokes about not eating chocolate in Lent. It's very important to make it clear that it's important to us that we honor this beautiful season. I had the sad experience in one confirmation class of some children, two boys and girls coming up and we were having a chat and they all agreed they have Ramadan. What do we have? They meant their Muslim colleagues and friends at school and generally in the neighborhood. But I said, but we have Lent. And Christians were observing Lent, long before Muhammad created his new band of followers and followed him, and we are much older. And they didn't know that. You see, we need to talk about our Christian traditions and our calendar. Oh, and we will find that there are bonds of unity with people of other faiths. Actually, a devout Muslim will be quite impressed to know that a Christian is observing Lent. It will give him a renewed respect for us. Many people who are Muslim don't see much Christianity very evident in Britain and they often think we are totally godless. Come on, it's up to Catholics to show that is not right and to evangelize and in the providence of God to forge new bonds of friendship, which might in the end help people to come to the fullness of knowledge of Jesus Christ, true God, true man, and what it really means to follow him. These are solemn thoughts for Lent, but Lent is a solemn time. But we are allowed to look ahead. At the end of Lent is the glory of Easter. The colours of purple in Lent give way to the white and gold of Easter, which, not coincidentally, in God's providence, are also the colours of an egg, white and gold. And on that thought, I leave you, and here we are, walking through Lent together. You're listening to Auntie Joanna, Joanna Bogle on Feasts and Seasons. Send us any of your stories. Tell us how you celebrate the feasts and seasons of the church's year. Any family traditions? What do you do, make, eat and sing for the different feasts of the year? What will you be doing for the feasts that are coming up? Send us your stories at info at radiomariaengland.uk